Boys and girls, thank you so much for tuning into the Big Honker Podcast. It's been a hell of a month, so we appreciate that you're tuning in. Listen, we got a couple sponsors that you need to go check out. The first being Boss Shot Shells. You can check them out, bossshotshells.com. We've got a lot of exciting new stuff coming with them. Boss on the Road, hosted by Jeff and Andy, which will be out next year. Um, Boss Tom, turkey season right now for everybody. Uh, they got sevens and nines in tungsten, and it is some wicked stuff. And it is not too early to start uh, ordering those cases of uh, bismuth for waterfowl season. It's going to be here a lot sooner than you think. Go ahead, call them up. Dove but, loads coming too. That's right. Stanfield nines will be out, and uh, they've got the war chief that they're very, very proud of. Talked to Brandon last week. War chief is going to be the real deal. So go check them out, bossshotshells.com, and they've also got incredible swag. Uh, we're also brought to you by Pacific Calls, PacificCustomCalls.com. Turkey season still going, so you can use our promo code BHP25 uh, for whatever turkey call you want. They got new, they got uh, the brand new kill count out. I've been running it all year. It's it's a very good call. They've revamped the, the butcher, and then they've got some uh, good mouth calls out there too. So also the best uh, the best duck call that's on the market right now, the uh, PCD. It's still one of my favorites. And then the BA Lesser call. Love it. Love everything that they're doing over there at Pacific Calls. You can save some money. BHP 25 saves 25% at checkout. So go to PacificCustomCalls.com. Use our promo code. It's there for a reason. Also, we're brought to you by Dive Bomb Industries. Listen, if you are not doing anything at the end of July, July 28th and 29th, and you're in the greater St. Louis area, or if you want to make a road trip, head out for the third annual Squad Fest. I will be there along with some guys from the boss team. Uh, Pacific will be there. Dirty Duck will be there. we got a whole bunch of sponsors that are going to be there. It is a great time. They're going to have calling contests. Some of the biggest names in the waterfowl world are going to be there as vendors, so you can uh, buy whatever you're going to need for the coming waterfowl season. That's July 28th and 29th, uh, and just come on out. Say hello. Also, you can start purchasing your spread for this coming year. Silhouettes, way to go. Packs up nice and neat. They've got the bag situation figured out, so you can stay organized all season long. They've got incredible products, and they are incredible people over there at Dive Bomb Industries. So we look forward to seeing you at Squad Fest. Head over to their website, divebombindustries.com, for whatever you need. Also, we're brought to you by Shin Gear. They are not just a waiter company anymore. I wore their waiters. They're great. They've got a great guarantee that they will stand behind their waiters for as long as you stand in them, and they mean it. You get a, you get a little uh, malfunction that, uh, you know, maybe you walk through some barbed wire, you send it to them, and they'll fix it. And they've also got some incredible jackets, the bibs that I wore all season long. It's not a secret anymore. I can tell everybody. Incredible material. Kept me warm all winter long and dry. That's the most important thing. They're completely waterproof. So. Coming out with solid colors on all their... Uh... That's right. It's the way to go. Shin gear. Not just a waiter company anymore. Whatever you need. Jackets, bibs, and they got some other cool stuff Make coming plans out. to be October 21st in Memphis for the Shin gear Film Festival. So that's coming up too. So make some plans for that. You can check them out, shingear.com and great company. If you're going to be at, if you're, they're going to be at Ducks this weekend. So if you're going to be there, head on out. We're also brought to you by the Looking Glass Duck Club podcast, Logan and Rebel. Head over to Patreon, donate to their Patreon account, and you will get access to their entire library. Bourbon reviews, debauchery, they've got all, all over there. Funny, funny guys. Logan and Rebel are great individuals. Glad that uh, they're on our team because got quite the cult following. So head over to Looking Glass Podcast. 
do everything you're going to need. Patreon, go from there. We're also brought to you by Lucky Duck, maker of the best A-frame that's on the market, the 2x4 blind. Uh, great spinners. You need motion if you're going to be a duck hunter in the field. So uh, great spinners. And then they've also got predator calls out right now. They've got e-callers out right now. So if you are ridding your turkey property of those pesky varmints, they've got the they got the thing for you. Also, if you're a raccoon hunter, they got it. They got you can. They got a sound for you there. Also, the revolt. The revolt. It's the way to go. Looking. Uh, looking glass. LuckyDuck.com, and you can get whatever you need, whether it be spinners, a frames, or an e collar. Easy enough. LuckyDuck.com. We're also brought to you by Ducks Unlimited. For 75 years, nobody has done more to put ducks back into the sky than Ducks Unlimited, uh, whether it be their wetland program or the money that they put forth for conservation. Ducks Unlimited has got your back. Come out this weekend, May 5th, 6th, and 7th, to the Texas Motor Speedway. We would love to see you for the annual the Ducks event. A lot of good going on out there, so check them out. Also, we're brought to you by Double T British Kennels. Eh, listen, it's a it's a year wait if you're wanting a puppy from Corey, but that's a good problem to have. Uh, whether you're wanting a puppy, a started dog, or a finished dog, Corey can hook you up. Check them out. Uh, they're on Instagram, Double T British Kennels on Instagram. Send them a message over there, and they will be at, te- get at on, Ducks too. Get on the waiting list because you're going to have to get on the waiting list if you want a puppy from him or a started so, dog. Good problem to have. That means he's putting out quality uh, dogs. Otherwise, you know. Uh, Also, brought to you by Mossberg. We shot the Mossberg 940 all season long, and it never missed a beat out here in this West Texas sand. Uh, Great company that has been around a very, very long time. If you are at Ducks and you want to shoot a Mossberg, I'm sure they'll have them there. You can. uh, It's free shoot Friday, so come on out Friday and shoot whatever gun you want. Uh, Mossberg, you can get them, you know, pretty much anywhere. Cabela's Bass Pro Academy, whatever your jam is, uh, check them out and don't sleep on the Mossberg 940 because it is a very, very good waterfowl gun. Ran it all year. Uh, we're also brought to you by Stanfield Hunting Outfitters. Not much room in the dove world, but we do have some dates. Unless you want a weekday private hunt, that's only dove hunting available. I've got, if you would like to do a... November goose hunt, outstanding hunting. I do have some dates. I can work in some singles and doubles. I have a few days during the week, and I have, I think, one weekend left in November. So if you want a November goose hunt, you need to holler at me. If you want Sandhill Cranes in January ducks, you need to call me too, 940-658-3172. And our last sponsor is Alpha Outdoors, home of the Stanfield Stool. Get with them. They can custom make anything you need. They've got a blind caddy, Stanfield Stools, uh, they will not be at Ducks Unlimited. So, anyways, check them out at Alpha Outdoor Specialties on Instagram. Thank you very much for listening to us. God bless y'all and be safe. Okay, boys and girls, this episode of the podcast, we're joined by the two guys behind Dirty Duck Coffee, Jay Peterson and Buck Heath. Uh, they got a couple new things coming out just in time for uh, the Duck Show here this weekend at Texas Motor Speedway. Uh, so, they let everybody know what they've been working on over there at Dirty Duck Coffee. A lot of cool stuff. You can check them out at DirtyDuckCoffee.com, and you can use our promo code BigHonker, save you a little bit of money at checkout. Great coffee, great guys. Enjoy this episode. Here we go.
Welcome to the Big Honker Podcast, brought to you by Dirty Duck Coffee. If your coffee sucks, it's not the duck. I'm Jeff Stanfield with the world-famous Andy Shaver. It is Ducks Weekend 2023, May 5th, 6th, and 7th. Head out, Texas Motor Speedway. We'll all be there. We'll all be singing Kumbaya in the Texas heat. With us today from Bernie, Texas, and from outside of Kansas City, otherwise known as Mahomesville, Jay and Buck yes, from Dirty Duck. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Hey, you Did you like your football draft this year, Jay? Um, you know, it was it was okay. I mean, I feel like we plugged in, got some, you know, got some things taken care of that we needed to. And um, but I think it's with any draft, you just never know till they actually pan yeah, out. Yeah, that's it's two, three years down the road. Our meathead cameraman, Rick Keller, is famous. Yeah, he got on TV. He was on ESPN. He had front row seats to the draft. They won their season ticket holders, and they won some kind of lottery where they've got they got to go and meet Goodell, and they got to meet with the players. And his ugly ass was on TV representing the great state of Missouri about every three minutes during the draft. So he was on that often. Heck yeah. Well, he was on a bunch before the Chiefs pick, and they could have picked a prettier model than him to have. Right. I tell you who I feel like did the best are the Eagles. Oh, everybody else got second place. Yeah, they stocked up. I mean. They they got DeAndre Swift in a in a trade. I feel like they did really well. And and their draft picks were all solid and you know, now they replace Miles Sanders with DeAndre Swift. So I tell you who's got who had a great draft. Embarrassment and, of riches. And nobody's talking about it today is the Arizona Cardinals. Next year the Arizona Cardinals have the Texans and the Cardinals first draft two picks. There's a good chance those will both be one and two or one, two, or three. They're gonna have two of the top four picks next year in the draft. I thought that was pretty smart of them. Right. And the number one player coming out of college next year is a quarterback. They're not going to draft a quarterback, so they're going to trade that for two more picks. So it ought to be. It was pretty interesting. Buck, what do you think of the NFL draft? Do you give a shit? I do not. <laughs> I do not at all. It kind of turned into a uh, – I had chief season tickets for 17 years growing up, and I sat through every heartbreaking playoff loss there was at Arrowhead and – um and I don't know, they just they just kind of sissied up the game with all, you know, you can't hit each other anymore, you can't touch the quarterback. And so I kind of just got turned off, I don't know, 10 years ago. So I've been more of a, a uh, bandwagon Chiefs fan, you know. Oh, the playoffs are on, they're in the Super Bowl, I'll watch it. But I don't go nuts anymore like I used so to. So you're basically like everybody in West Texas that went to Texas Tech or their cousin went to Texas Tech. They're now a Chief fan because of Mahomes. Okay. Yeah. That hmm. that's, runs rampant around yeah. here. Yeah, I meet a lot of Mahomes. I meet a lot of Chiefs fans down here. Yeah, they're it's everywhere. Easy, it's easy to be. They're everywhere. Yeah. I mean, everywhere you go. I see more Kansas City Chiefs shit than I do Dallas Cowboys stuff now. Well, I mean. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. Makes sense. But, I mean, seriously, do you, have you noticed that? Yeah. You don't see me cow, Cowboys shit very often unless you see a truck go by and they got a star on it and Selena loves or lives or whatever it is, and that's it. Selena lives. All right, let's talk about coffee. You guys have got some new bags coming out. 
Do we have yes, those? Sir. Do we have those available for the public to see, or do they have to come to Texas do, Motor man. Speedway to see you guys, them? You guys are the first ones to get to see this. Uh-oh. Well, um, you leaked it on Instagram. Well, on a podcast. Okay. Okay. Like yes. Live and live and in person, seeing an actual bag. Okay. Everyone else is just pictures. So this is uh we just redid the Dark Dynasty bag. That's sweet. So we just kind of revamped it a little bit, added some different color to it, you know, with the red and black. Uh we uh switched up the logo on the top, put that logo on. We changed the logo of the flag. So we had the American, we had like the United States in a flag. We just kind of just did a torn flag type look instead. So that's the uh, Dark Dynasty. Oh, I like the kinda side. The way the ducks are on the side. And then the back. Let that the same, essentially just different colors. So yeah. So revamp the uh, the old Dark Dynasty, and and that's a that's a great blend. You know, if you like a real robust, you know, uh, good aftertaste type coffee, it's a little you know that dark bean. So, and then uh, I won't go to this one yet. That's a new the new blend. Then we revamp the uh, Suns Up Guns Up. Oh, there's oh, the widget. Love, love the cotton so top. The on there. Yeah, so we just kind of changed that up. So it's the same blend, the same Suns Suns Up Guns Up blend. So it's a Colombian Supremo. So it's a, you're a little bit lighter. So it's going to give you a lot more caffeine, a little caffeine kick in there. And then just redecorated just a little bit. That T-shirt, well, that, that's going to be your best-selling shirt now. This is, I think so. This yeah. is coming in a shirt with the camouflage or just the widget? We're thinking just the widget on a tan, Ooh. on a tan. Have shirt. them at ducks. I can work yep. with that. Jeff fucking ducks is in four days. You're just gonna shit yeah, out a bunch yeah. of t-shirts. Yeah. These are the up. dirty duck guys. They can get a lot of shit done. <laughs> just whip them up. Whip them up. Fuck. And then uh, last but not least, we got a brand new blend. We feel like this is gonna be a huge hit, especially at ducks this weekend because it looks like Saturday is supposed to be 96 mm. degrees. Ugh. So it's gonna be, it's gonna be miserable. But, yeah, it's gonna. Hopefully you're in the right bay that has air conditioning. Don't um, say that. <laughs> like day number one. Um, but this is our new King Eider cold hey, brew. There we cool. go. Now how do I don't I don't know anything about the cold brew? Like what do you what do you do? You just put it on ice. That's it. Just have coffee. Yeah. Have have put your put ice in your mug and let her let her run on it or what? That's a sweet. Yeah. So we're we're kind of new to cold brew ourselves, but uh, you basically let it brew in cold water overnight for you know like 18 hours um and then you can add ice or more cold water to so it you, and then basically explain yeah, the process so. again because i'm pretty remedial here uh so you put we'll use like five pounds of it's more of a coarse coffee so we'll put it in a uh, like a filter bag um five pounds of it'll make five gallons Ooh, of coffee Toledo. so we basically, you make a base out of it. You use five pounds to make three gallons of coffee, and then you'll add cold water or ice to it. So do you put you put Once it in the fridge after it brews? Uh, yeah, you don't brew it. You don't like hot brew it. You actually just put it directly in the refrigerator and let yeah. it just sit in the cold so water. So is it kind of like it's like an iced tea? It's tea. Like it's kind of like sun. It's kind of like making sun. Okay, tea. I got yeah. you now. Yeah, but you make you know, it. In the, it's the same. But process. you make it in the fridge, or you make it outside. Well, you just put it in the fridge. In the so fridge. You, okay, yep. Well, you are remedial for all the today. people that are remedial besides me. We take this, <laughs> we put it in a bag, we put it in a pitcher in the refrigerator, and we let it seep steep for eighteen hours, yeah. and then it's ready to go and add. Yeah, overnight. overnight. Okay, so it's like overnight oats of the coffee world. Then, 
Yeah, so you can buy containers that you actually make this stuff in at home that'll do, you know, more of a individual size, but, um, you know, make a couple gallons. So basically you just fill it up, put the coffee in. It's either in a filter pack or it has a container like you put the coffee in. Then, you know, the next day you just take all the grounds out and pour it over ice, drink it cold. Well, so. for all you coffee experts, you three, and then the dumbass me here, there's more dumbasses like me that did not understand this <laughs> deal until y'all explained it. I, I didn't understand you. it at first, but once he explained it, I got it. Well, we're not we're not all as quick as you are, Andy. Well, that's that Texas Tech education. Yeah, you and Mahomes, me and my well, homeboy. And then what I do is, I yeah, bought a, uh, they have these cold brew uh, pitchers, and so they got a filter that you put inside of a pitcher, and so you just dump your grounds in there. You put the cold water on top of it, throw it in the fridge, you know, 12, 18 hours, and then you got cold brew the next will, day. Will y'all have cold brew samples at Ducks? Yes. Yep. Okay, good. Because every morning at a hunting show that I've gone to for the last three years, I start my morning off talking to that good-looking gal that's <laughs> blind that married Buck, and I go talk to her always, and I always get me a cup of coffee or two every day. And I've noticed that there's about 87 other men that have the same agenda every day. When Buck is there, nobody's there. She's there, everybody comes for some reason. I don't understand that. Yeah, you keep on calling her the West Texas Smoke <laughs> Show. She's gonna end up leaving. Well, ass. you know, you know, Buck. That's just, that's what you got. That's that's the problem of marrying a good looking woman from West Texas. I mean, that's just part of the deal. Like Matt Robertson said, like, listen, if you didn't have the game to keep her, that's not his fault. Yeah, that's right. That's what Maddie says. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there right. you go. How long have y'all been working on this cold brew? Oh, last six months or so. I think it was kind of just getting it figured out and we wanted to release it at the right time. So it kind of, kind of put the, the wheels in motion in the last two now, months. Now here's my remedial part because like when, whenever you're trying to tackle this cold brew, is it, is it similar to like how you would uh, like, as far as like the, the bean collection, is it a different type of uh, like coffee bean or is, or is it similar? It's a different type of bean and then it's more of a coarser ground. I got you. So where a lot of our stuff's real fine. That's actually a good question, Andy, but, because I actually was wondering the yeah. same thing about that. Because, <clears throat> so the, the, the cold, what are you doing, Andy? Andy's got, what's Andy doing? I never know he's, he's doing. jacking around doing, <laughs> he's he looking for something. It's meatloaf. <laughs> meatloaf, Andy. Hey, Andy, the meatloaf. Yeah. We want it now. Well, the, trying to, trying to, save us from catastrophe later on in life okay how long how long's dirty duck been around four years now yeah we kind of consider this the start of our third, third year. year so yeah and yeah yeah our third full year we kind of played around with the idea and, uh during 2020 um but really didn't have any business to speak of we we're just sort of getting our feet wet so Yep. Well, I've noticed we, we, we're having people copycat guys now, which to me is the perfect example that you're doing a wonderful job. If people want to be you, that means you're doing something really good. Y'all's business, the market share yep. in the waterfowl business is huge for y'all. And y'all aren't a woke company at all. And that I appreciate more than anything. That's right. Pro 2A. Go How much it. will it cost for, for, for Dirty Duck to go woke? Everything's got a price. Uh -huh. A new general Lee and like, we'll, we'll say whatever you want. But I mean, I, I really, yeah. I say I would never do that, but there's a big enough check out there that my ass would wear a rainbow t-shirt around all over town. Probably. 
I don't hope that I would not do that, but you know, you never know, Jeff, you know, you might see me drinking, you might see me drinking shotgun and Bud Light somewhere for, you know, 20 million a year. I think I'd be all over that shit, but hey. it's, it's crazy how these companies are getting taken over by these woke deals and there's no benefit. I don't think for the company. Mm-mm. No, it doesn't make no, sense. It doesn't. I mean, I think you can kind of stay in, stay in your lane and, and do it smart and, you know, I don't think everybody needs to hear everybody's opinion on something. Like I'm not waking up every day saying, Hey, is Nestle Purina going to have their opinion about X, Y, Z, you know, and that's going to shift, you know, me buying their dog food or not. So I think, I don't know. They kind of overreact and feel like they got to appease people. And well, like you said, like like most of these companies should just stay out of it. Just continue to make your stuff. And like, just, you know, you don't have to, like you said, you don't have to have an opinion. I saw a clip um, of Elvis. Not too long ago, it was on chick. It was on TikTok late at night, but um, ooh, that's that protein shake. Damn, Buck, how long does that take to shit? Buff, burping up protein. Buck knows what I'm talking about. But Elvis, somebody asked him about one of the wars, and he's like, "It's not. I, I, I'm just a performer. Like that's you know, I, I I'm not smart enough to know about. He served time in the army though. He did his duty. But he said, you know, I'm not smart enough to know the ins and outs of this. He's like, I'm just a singer. I get on stage and I and I sing, and that and he left it at that. Well, that's because back then the people's opinion they all had the same opinion basically. So if he was against that, he would have been against America. That's not good for him either. Um, the NFL. But either way, he said, I'm staying out of it. There's there's two examples. The NFL and Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A made their stand. Their businesses thrived and boomed. The NFL caved in a little bit, and it hurt them for a little bit. But I did see where the NFL, more people watch the NFL uh, draft than will watch any game in the Stanley Cup playoffs or the NBA. Mm. You know, some brands are just above it. Let's get back Let's it. get back to coffee now. So we got the King Eider cool, Cold Brew. Is that right? That's the name of it? That's it. Yes, sir. It's a good-looking bag. I'm going to ask what everybody else asks. That going to be on T-shirts also? I love y'all swag is why I keep asking this. Yeah, we'll, we'll throw that on a T-shirt for Who sure. Who came up with the duck shit under the duck is what I want to know because that is marketing genius. <laughs> that was Buck back in the OG that is, days. That is yeah. badass. I'm telling you right now. I, I saw a duck somewhere the other day, and I thought, I wonder if it's a dirty duck, and it had the shit under it. And I said, yep, that's a dirty duck. And I, it, was a, it was a cap I hadn't seen yet. But the, the, the duck shit, is the that's, the that's the commodity right there. That's badass. Yeah, I had a buddy who had one of our hats for like a year, and I was sitting there talking to him one day, and he took it off and put it on the table, and he goes, is that, is that duck shit? He goes, I thought it was a, the, you know, the, the dot on the eye oh. on the, in Dirty. And he goes, I thought it was just made wrong. And he, he'd owned the hat for like a year and had never noticed it somehow. The duck, the duck shit so, is awesome. That. So, so we're, yep. you're going to be at Ducks this weekend. Y'all will be giving away samples like y'all always do. You'll be selling swag and selling coffee. Where do y'all go after this? We don't have much in June, but then it seems like uh, late July and August we get nuts. We got Dive Bomb, Delta, Game Fair, Minnesota. So are y'all splitting up for Dive Bomb get- and Delta? You're going to have to. We Who's going to yeah. be in Little Rock with me? That'll buck. Me and Buck will be in. Me and Smoke Show and Buck will be in Little Rock and Shell. And everybody else will be at St. Louis <laughs> sweating their balls off. Yeah. It's late July in St. Louis is. That's a little. Uh, little you like humidity. It's a beautiful oh. place to be. <laughs> yes. Hottest place I've ever been in my life was the first uh, Squad Fest. I think it was June, wasn't it? 
Yeah. It, it was like, so record heat wave though. But tell us how Dirty Duck got its start. Uh, I was just going up to, uh, I mean, the Dirty Duck, the, the name itself, I was going up to Mound City, Missouri, where I hunt and end up buying a old Main Street building on Main Street, you know, old brick building built in 1887. And it was just kind of made it my personal hunting lodge. And one of my buddies said, what are you going to call this place? A dirty duck. Um, cause it was filthy. It was, we were tearing everything down. It was a full remodel. And I said, I don't know. I'm sure I'll think of a clever <laughs> name and <laughs> never did. And so it was just kind of something I did for fun, you know, like, uh, just kind of branded the place, you know, with the, like the rugs when you walk in and decals on the windows and mirror and stuff like that. So it was just something simply for fun. Um, and then it kind of spiraled, you know, into something more than that, I guess. So, um, I did not realize that there's a big like subculture of people that have cigars in the morning with their coffee. Have y'all ever done any of that? I, I can't, I can't, I don't think I want to smoke a cigar at seven o'clock in the morning. No, there for a while though, we had some, we had a guy who was an army vet. I think he was stationed in like Laredo and every morning he'd send me a picture of his dirty duck coffee and what cigar he was smoking just, that morning. I do that. So that's a new so. trendy thing. Yeah. A lot of people are like, yeah, they'll wake up in the morning and, uh, well, Cam Newton's one of them. He'll have a, a Nicaraguan cigar. He said, and six, six shots of espresso. Mother father. But like, I just, I don't want that taste running around in my mouth all day. I don't think. Yeah, but he's probably uh, a cigar smoker. Probably smoke cigars all day too, because there are people out there that smoke. Your papa used to do that, didn't he? No, he chewed on cigars. But before that, he smoked them. I think. No, I think he smoked the cigarettes. Okay, but those, those people that smoke cigars all day probably do, anyways. But yeah, that's a that's a stout start to a morning. Damn, I just I had a cigar last night and I'm still like tasting it today. I couldn't imagine. Yeah, I was gonna. Coffee cigar breath. That'd be Ooh, kicking. Come could about you imagine? <laughs> Could you imagine that? There's nothing more unattractive than a woman smoking a cigar. Like I'm telling a woman. I've been in Vegas before. Uh, you see them good-looking smoke shows walking around. They got a big old fucking stogie now. Would you rather see her smoking a cigar or dipping? Well, smoking a cigar. There's never been a woman there dipping. You go. So you just said, no, no, no. Your 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 line in the yeah. sand was there's nothing okay. less attractive than a woman smoking a cigar. Okay, you got me there. I just trumped you. Yeah, you did do that. Oh. Yeah, I've never seen an attractive woman dip. <laughs> That's never in my life. I can show you one. That di- a good-looking lady that dips. Yeah. Who? I'm not gonna say her name on air, but I can show you one. I think you're full of shit. <laughs> okay, Buck. Have you ever known a good-looking woman that dips snuff? Uh, can't say it. I have. What about you, Jay? Mm, yeah, it's. And you live no, in the Ozarks with all so. the hillbillies. Uh, I'm not in the Ozarks, man. I'm Kansas City's about three and a half, four hours north of the Ozarks. Yeah, but so those arcs where all the hot women in Kansas City, and Missouri, are in it. One long, one leg's longer than the other uh, one, so you can no. walk straight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you uh, you find some gems some down gyms. there. <laughs> yeah. What about her, Jeff? They mouth off. You got you got to punch them right. Hold in the on, gym. Andy, show me some hot chick. I didn't think she was that hot. She did. Uh, let me see if I can share my screen with you. <laughs> a lady that's yeah, famous has hunted with us a few times. I didn't think she was that hot. 
Matter of fact, I think she's one of those chicks that thinks she can stand up and piss in a beer bottle. That's not my kind of lady. Uh, let me see. She does dip though. Yeah. Ugh. I don't know. I'll 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 uh, send it to you on text message because it's not gonna let me share my screen. Oh, you're good. Were you ever a uh, dipper? I, you know what I started doing? Not not straight tobacco, but I started uh, Zens when I hunt. It's only when I hunt, though. I don't okay. do it any other time. Let me tell you an Andy Dippin' story. True story. Yeah, we're going to we're going to Canada, North Dakota hunting, and uh, somebody in the truck dipped. I couldn't remember who it was, and so Andy thought he would be really cool and he'd start dipping on this road trip. Mm-hmm. I knew how this was going to turn out. About like you guys thought he was going to turn out, and so Andy took him a, a partially oversized dip, maybe put it as an old cheek and gum. Definitely oversized dip. We got about uh 12 miles down the road and he turned fucking green. By the time we stopped, he was fucking miserable. And have you dipped since then? No. (laughs) No. Fuck no. Not no, but hey. My my dad my dad was a big baseball player growing up and he told me his his one dipping story. He he was doing it over summer league one year and and uh he is he was a catcher. He took a foul ball off the forehead and swallowed his dip. Never did it again. So I learned I learned not to dip when I was in third grade. I had a kid named Pee Wee that lived down the street from me. Mm-hmm. And if there was a kid named Pee Wee in the 70s, he was a shithead. And this kid was a total shithead. Anyways, he he was about seventh grade. He introduced to me dipping when I was in third grade. Mm. I fucking puked up a banana that I had had at lunch. And I never, ever, ever even thought about trying to dip again. Best lesson I ever learned in life probably right, right there. We, uh, we smoked off of Saddam Hussein's hookah pipe. Last weekend, yeah, really, guy that uh, let's that rephrase that. Friend with, I just took a puff or two. I'm not a smoker of any kind, but I could still taste the desert from Iran in it or Iraq, <laughs> wherever the fuck he was at. I can't remember now. Yeah, one of the guys we were with had was one of the first teams to go into his palace, and uh, that's one thing that he got was his hookah pipe. So fired that bad boy up hmm. and took a couple hits off of it. I've never done hookah before. Would you, would you impressed by it? I don't think they No. <laughs> it had to be taste better than that, what he was doing. Yeah. Had it right by his bed. Saddam did. Yeah, overseas, they got like hookah bars. You mm-hmm. go into. It's a lot of work to freaking smoke something, though. It was a full-time torch and a... Yeah. Yeah, I've never done a hookah before, but I, my, evidently my wife has. Uh, she's infinitely more fun than I am. But this is true. She said, like the one she's done, like it, it. There are like whatever the flavor's supposed to be, like you can actually taste it. This one tasted like straight tobacco. I, was, I thought it tasted like a smoky asshole probably would smoke. Oh, it was terrible. Yeah, absolutely horrible. Smoky I'm not asshole. a I'm not a cigar smoker, but I've been to a few bachelor parties and smoked a cigar, and it's a thousand times better than that hook is. Right, so I don't know. Like I, he said he hadn't brought it out in a while, so I don't know if the tobacco had gotten old or what. But it, uh, it my wife was like, "Listen, the ones, the other ones are, are better than that." So I just wanted to do but it, it was because, a novelty because act. it was Saddam Hussein's. Yeah, that's pretty yeah, cool. That, that, you know, you, I went to Moscow in 2005, and they had this hookah bar where we were hanging out in every night, and um, they'd put like vodka and stuff Ooh. inside of it, so you're just not smoking water. Oof. But it's all tobacco. It wasn't like it was marijuana or anything, but it was all flavored. And all what that is stuff. it like with it being vodka down there? 
<laughs> like, do you get fucked up that I way? Remember. You don't remember. <laughs> I suppose because I mean, you you got the you got the fumes being, you know, like coming through. So right. I don't know. It's like a flavor, but right. I wonder if I don't if know. Weird. Weird. What was Moscow like? It was pretty cool. We we're downtown. Um, like I said, this was 2005, so it's been a long time. But downtown had like a cool scene. You could kind of walk walk around, feel safe. Um, you just kind of had to watch out for pickpocketers or like back then we had digital cameras and, you know, we're taking photos of all the buildings and they're like, I'll take your photo. And then they take the camera, <laughs> camera and run off. And get up. We're like, no, but, uh, no, it was a lot of fun, but we, we, we travel from there and we'd go a couple hours out to the country for the shooting event we were going to. And it went from like Moscow looked pretty rich to like the rest of the country it was just like poor, poor, like shanties shanty towns so so you were there for a shooting event yeah mm-hmm. what was was it difficult yeah, getting I mean, a gun over there no we just went through all the uh all the permits and all that stuff and so we flew to london and then from there up to moscow so did you go to everything just kind of went through customs and all did that you go stuff. to st petersburg square um is that where the uh Ice cream. Yes. Yes. That's what I was asking. Yeah. 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 We, we stayed right across from there in some old, um, historic hotel. Was the, it was, and then they shut. Was us. that building as neat as it looks on TV and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Were the chicks good looking over there? Cause I've always heard Russia has beautiful women. Oh. Mm-hmm. Palace. Him. Nope. <laughs> no, <laughs> palace square. Is that what the name of it is? What, what was called. the food like? Um, a lot of vodka. <laughs> I mean, they do have they have it for breakfast, <laughs> don't they? Everything. Yeah, I, they yeah they they served us breakfast every morning. The coffee was really good. It was like a really deep, strong coffee. I remember that. Um, seemed like breakfast was kind of like you'd get a resort. Some like it wasn't big. It was like some fruit and maybe some little benedict egg thing or something like that something fancy but i don't remember the rest of the time what dinners or lunches or anything they must not have been very special but we'd go shoot the morning flight and then it was we'd like have a couple vodka drinks and kind of (laughs) lay around in the afternoon sun before we had to go shoot again so it was a lot different vibe than than around here. what time of year was it was like summertime um i think it was like october and november cold it wasn't. It was like sweatshirt weather oh, right. in the morning and then into a t-shirt in the afternoon. Hey. So I don't remember. So with coffee, it, is there any, uh, like if you want more caffeine, is that like a darker roast or a lighter roast? Lighter, typically. So the darker roast, they're, it's, it's burnt more. So you're just getting rid of the caffeine. So it's actually kind of the opposite. So the lighter the bean, the more caffeine you're typically going to have in it. How they do decaffeinated? Just curious. Just burn the shit out of it. Uh, I don't know. I don't drink it, so yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't either. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're always gonna. They always say though, you're always gonna have just traces. Still have like traces of caffeine in it, even if it's decaf. You're still probably getting a small low dose. I mean, I don't, I don't think there's any way to 100 percent get the caffeine out of a bean. So. I, I don't know if my receptors are fried from just having uh, just 
crazy amounts of caffeine during hunting season, but I don't notice a kick at all. I guess I notice when I don't have my coffee, but but for somebody to have to switch to decaf, I don't notice. I could go drink a, a, a pitcher of coffee and, and go to sleep at night with no problem. So, I mean, are people just that sensitive that they have to switch to decaf at night? I think some people do it for different reasons. A lot of people get older, um, whether it's a, you know, like a heart issue Uh or something like that. So it seems like people that want the decaf, they either can't drink caffeine or they have some kind of issue they're trying to avoid. I've got a friend of mine that drank, if he drank a glass of tea after three o'clock in the afternoon, he can't sleep at night. Wow. From just a glass of tea. I'm like you, I can drink a hot cup of coffee or hot tea and go to bed immediately it doesn't it doesn't affect me one way or the other and i also if i drink coffee in the morning it's more out of hob- habit at the lodge when it's cold it's a ritual yeah, so I, I go get co- when coffee during hunting season the coffee pot's going all the time here so i go get coffee or hot tea all day long it doesn't bother me but i don't notice a energy kick out of it at all but i guess there are people out there that if they don't have it they go crazy they have to have their morning coffee yeah, Andy, you need the high velocity. The That'll high velocity, the so morning. right. Yeah, I've got, I've got that, and then I've got. Uh, I just, I can't get away from the uh, Missouri boat ride blend for whatever reason. That's just, that's my, that's my jam. I like it because it's got that little bit of that sweet. good. It's got enough sweet in it to where I'm not having to uh, put a whole bunch of sugar in it, and I don't know. It's just what I like. The yeah. the cough. We get a bunch of old guys. I was going to say, we get a bunch of old guys at the show that are just black coffee right. drinkers. And they're like, what do you got in here? And, uh, you know, we got the cinnamon teal snickerdoodle or the Missouri boat ride. And, ah, no, I don't like sweet stuff. Like, it's not sweet. It's just right. flavored. And they try it and they'll be like, damn, that's yeah. good. So, yeah, because otherwise I'd, so, I'd, I'd put know, sugar not, in it and that's not good for you. So it's just kind of a nice little middle ground. Them old guys, though, they grew up like my dad just drinking black coffee. That's all they had. Coon-ass coffee, red-eye coffee, whatever you want to call it, just straight, heavy-ass coffee. And so, but once they have this, it's the open mind. Once they try it, they think that's not so bad. It's a flavor, like you said. It's not a sweetener. <clears throat> what about the the coffee bean that comes out of the damn monkey that takes a shit or the cat? Have You, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I forget what it's called. I just heard it not very long ago. But, yeah, apparently it's... Uh... What is a monkey? A monkey or a cat something. or something takes a shit, eats coffee yeah. beans, shits them out, and then they cook. Who the fuck is the first person that had to try that? Copy, copy, Uwak? Huh? Is that what it's called? Right here. I can't read that. K O P I I U W A K. Yeah, pronounce it though. Copy Uwak. I don't think that's right. It's made from coffee good. beans plucked from civet's feces. Yeah, civet is what it is. And they bought it's like a yeah. cat monkey, right? <laughs> yeah, and, they, cat monkey. and they shit, and then they they take that coffee. It's supposed to be really good. It's high. Yeah, dollar. it's expensive as hell. Oh no, that's an L. That's a lowercase L. Copy Luwak. Would you drink it, Andy? Uh, probably. I would too. I'd have to try it. What about you, Buck? Yeah. Oh yeah. I'd Why have not? to try that shit. That shit's like fifty dollars a pound or something or more. Uh, be good for your your next pandemic. Be good for your immune system. So, so how, how do y'all come up with the new stuff? You did the cold brew. What makes you come up with a new coffee? Because, of course, the market's never over. So you've got a new brand that's going to come out in a year. So I know that. We all know that probably. 
What makes what? What do you start working on to come up with a flavored one or something? Well, we just started with kind of our four basics. We wanted to try to cover from the dark Colombian. We had the high velocity because we knew we liked it, um, and then we just kind of uh, we just kind of started picking them off. Like we get an idea, like hey, we want you know I really like this flavor. Let's try to come out with our own. Um, and so we just kind of slowly develop what we think. We want to have a full, you know, what's this, eight rows for us now, Jay? Yeah. Eight. Um, we have a couple more, too, to come out with that are probably before the fall. But uh, I don't know. We just kind of, over time, just kind of work on what we want to try to round off the uh, the selection. So we're doing a pumpkin spice like everybody else does coming out? There you go. No yeah. pumpkin spice. Oh, no. You know, you know, a flavor mix combination I had this weekend I've never had. I had cinnamon rolls with chili. Oh yeah, God Almighty, that was good. Sounds kind of don't sound good though, does it? Ohio thing. It's an Ohio thing. Oh, it is. Well, that would make sense because they got skyline chili. Skyline chili with cinnamon. We had we had moose chili over homemade cinnamon rolls instead of cornbread. Woo! It was good. Surprisingly, like it was. They're sweet. It was. Sweet and savory. It was really, really good. Like, I would make it at my own house. And they had beans in the chili, which was really a northern thing, too. That's right. It was very, very good. So when you get that old curmudgeon that comes up and is like, I just want black coffee, what coffee do you point them to? The Dark Dynasty? Uh, it depends what we have made that oh. day. So <laughs> yeah. either Makes more, sense. Yeah. You know, because we, we'll typically kind of lead with some flavors that we want to kind of push um typically the cinnamon teal the missouri boat ride the morning wood and the high velocity are kind of our top sellers but we'll also you know mix the french or the dark in there just kind of depends on how long the show is you know if it's three days we got some some time or we'll even switch in the middle of a show but you know whatever we think is is going to be the darkest we'll push them towards okay i i don't so. not trying to get into trade secrets here but i'm interested to know how do you flavor a coffee to make it snickerdoodle or Missouri boat ride? Do you add something to the actual you have to. coffee beans? Well, I'm going to ask. It's a, it's a flavored oil that's added to it once it's already roasted. So there's a recipe that you, you go by. So there's a lot of mixing and matching trying to figure out what you like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we tried, uh, we were thinking about coming out with like a vanilla bean. And, um, you know, Jay and I were trying it. We just didn't think it was up to the standards of our Yeah, it was, it was okay. It just wasn't yeah, knock, you just, out, knock your socks off. Now, which one of y'all is the coffee connoisseur? Because, Jay, you told me you didn't drink coffee until you got in the coffee business. Is that true? That is correct. So do you understand? Was, are you Your taste palate's good enough on the coffee to do that, you think? Oh, yeah, now. I mean, shit, I, I don't think I've gone a day without having coffee since which I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but it's uh, just kind of been the, the normal now. And um, so I can tell the difference. I mean, I'll, you know, especially when I travel, you know, you're somewhere else. Uh, I kind of make it a point to even the crappy coffees to try them out. And, or if I'm traveling and need to stop and get a coffee for some caffeine at a gas station or whatever, like, um, you know, like Casey's coffee actually isn't too bad uh, for gas station coffee. So there's different gas stations that have better coffees than others. And, so you can tell when it's just, you know, that mass-produced stuff. I mean, Starbucks is terrible. 
Like it's just not good it's just sugar yeah. at all. Anything? No, that's I mean, good. I mean, even just like for, I mean, I get black. Even then, it's just I don't know. It's just just bland. It's just that's okay. Americana, isn't it? Um, I don't. I'm not a. I'm not a coffee drinker from Starbucks. If I don't drink Dirty Duck coffee, I usually don't have coffee at all. But Jeff's, I drink. I Jeff's like a the ref- triple whip frappuccino. Kind no, of guy no, I'm Starbucks not either. Is what if, he likes. If I go to Starbucks, Vanilla I get bean the macchiato. No, I get the the refresher drink. The the acai, mm. Stra- strawberry acai. acai. That's that acai or whatever. It is. That's all I get. I, yeah, I like that drink at Starbucks. The refresher. That's all I ever get there. But their coffee, I do not like their coffee. I don't think I've ever had their coffee. I always get something like you were making fun of me about getting. <laughs> I get the white chocolate mocha. Yeah. So, so when you did the it. vanilla bean and y'all started to do a vanilla coffee, is that a, it, how, I guess what I'm trying to get at when you're roasting beans to practice this stuff or to, to work it out, are you roasting five pounds of beans at once or 50 pounds of beans? What's the process of working out a new flavor? Yeah, typically just enough to get samples of it. So they'll roast it like the, uh, the flavored stuff all kind of has the same base to it. So it's the same coffee, like medium rose from like Nicaragua. Um, and then they'll add the flavor to it. And sometimes we can kind of tweak it like, oh, we need more. We need less, you know, too much coconut. Let's cut that back. So just kind of a trial and error. And then once we get it dialed in, it's like it just seems like we know like Jay and I'll try it. with like, right. yep, that's do you, it. Uh, money, let's go. How long does it take to roast to do this? Is this an hour process, five hours? To add the flavor? No, to just roast the beans with the flavor to test this. Is this something you do in an hour, or does it take all day to, to get one tasting? It just depends, like, on what you're trying to roast. Because, like, a French roast will go a lot longer than, like, a lighter roast will be, or dark. So, it's just all over the board. It's like it's like having a cookbook with recipes. Right. Well, so, like you said, a French roast takes longer. Are we talking 16 hours, 8 hours? Are we... If if someone's roasting beans, how long does it take to roast the beans to get enough to have coffee to make out of it? I mean, some of the stuff's a couple hours. It's not it's not a real long process. I mean, there's people that roast, you know, in their oven at their house. You know, people that get green beans and like doing it from start to finish, and you know, I've never heard of that. That's pretty interesting. Now, okay, I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to ask you this, and every time I see this on TV, I'm going to ask you guys, and I forget. Mesquite bean coffee, I heard, is it that the cow- cowboys used to drink. Have you ever had that? I sure haven't either, but they actually roast the mesquite beans and can make a coffee out of it. Mm. Yeah, I was. Well, I did a show down in Mississippi. That was last year during Delta. I went down to Mississippi to their wildlife extravaganza and did a show. And I had so many people come by asking me about the chicory. Well, oh, that's horrible. Like, hey, where's your chicory coffee? When are you coming out with chicory? And I'm like, Eh, I don't know. Have you drank chicory coffee? <laughs> I've oh, never had it's it. Bad. It's horrible. The Cafe du Monde in New Orleans is yeah. the only place I've ever had it at. My dad was an old-time black coffee drinker, and I bought him a can of Cafe du Monde chicory, and it sat at this lodge with about two scoops out of it until he died, and I threw it away. I've still got mine that you bought the same time. It's terrible. This says that uh, mesquite bean roasted coffee... Um, if you it says if you suffer from acid reflux or an upset stomach after drinking regular coffee, mesquite bean coffee is a tasty alternative. So just, people actually sell it too. Yeah, I, just, I did not know that. I don't know. I just uh, doesn't sound good to me. But teach their own, I guess. I don't know. But 
So what's what's next on the agenda for uh, for y'all traveling wise, besides ducks coming Ooh. up? We can't really go into a lot of stuff because oh, what an that, asshole answer that! No, is. hold on, I'm Fuck fixing off. to get, I'm fixing to give <laughs> can't you get into it. He's, 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 he's big time. He's big time. This is what he's doing. We're, what a douche. No, I'm going to go over a little bit of the deal. I'm going to give you some locations. I can't just tell you exactly what we're doing. Off the air, I'd be more than happy to tell you everything. What an asshole answer. Okay. we're going, I never thought oh, that I would see Christ. Jeff Stanfield do that bullshit. We're going to be in the Keys. There you go. We'll be in the Keys. We're going to go to... We're going to be in the Keys filming some stuff. we got some swamp. really cool stuff with veterans that we're going to do and some other things. We're going to be in the swamps of Louisiana or Mississippi doing some a couple of things. We will be in Canada, and we're going to do a tor- some tornado stuff in Texas in, or Oklahoma. And I just got the long-term forecast on that, and looks really good for us for middle of the month in a couple of weeks here in Texas. See, was that, was that so hard? I was, I gonna, I was getting I into that. I, I was going to get into a bunch of this. I can't Fuck. go into the exact details, but that is what we're doing. Fuck. That is that – is, What about – uh, what about the East Coast in November for the uh, water we will me show. or Andy will probably with be Boston. with Boston. We both can't be gone at that time. For the calling contest? Is that what you're talking yeah. about? The world? I think yep. Boss is going, and we will go to that with them. We will be at one of us will be at just about everything Boss goes to. That's and then we'll be at Shin Gear also. And we'll be at Shin Gear in October. We'll be at Shin Gear. Are you going to that deal? Where's that? Uh, Memphis. In Memphis, yeah. October 21st weekend, they're having a film. It's like a festival a type A film thing. festival thing. Nice. At the IMAX theater there, and it's going to be beer and food and a good time. There's going to be industry people there. We will be at Shin Gear in October. So we will be at, we will be, and I will be at Delta. Andy will be at Squad Fest. Then we will be at Shin Gear, and then we'll be doing some filming otherwise. But that's the only three events that I know of up until probably the Waterfowl Festival in Easton. That's awesome. Yeah, I think we're planning on being there, and then we we get to hunt with uh, Jeff Coates. Oh, nice! The two days after it. So y'all did that, that last year, didn't you? Yeah. In if we come up there in November, my fat ass is going to be on the boat with y'all. How hard was how hard was it. the shooting? It was um, it was really strange because you you set up, and typically you want you know just like just like an A-frame or a blind where you're shooting straight out yeah. the front. Well, the tide was going out. The wind was blowing one way. So really the only person that could shoot early on was the person off the front of the boat. And then it's, it's going, you know, it's rocking on you. And so it's really deceiving too, because those scoters are bigger than mm-hmm. they look. And you think that they're like in range and they're still out there at like 60 yards. So it, uh, it took a little bit of, warming up but once we sort of got the hang of it um you know like if the wind and the tide would have cooperated just right then those birds you know when we're picking up decoys birds were hanging at 20 yards just crossing you know like easiest shots you could ever ask for but um earlier in the day it was a lot tougher it seemed like the weather kind of chilled out as as the day went on but it was cool. As there hell. are not a lot of so. things in the waterfowl world that I would like to do that I haven't done. I mean, that's just something I really would look forward to. But to go hunt with Jeff in that boat would is one of them. I think that would be a great experience. And I want to see how hard the shooting is because I watch them guys miss all the time. I'm like, God dang, shoot the fucking bird. Well, you take in that up and down shit. And did that throw you off the swaying of the boat? A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. But, uh, you know, we, we shot 
<laughs> and then sometimes you're chasing cripples and those things are diving yeah. on you and it's hilarious he pulls the anchor and then you're you're kind of chasing these things and they'll go underwater for like three minutes and you got all six people with guns like firing squad it pops its head up for a second and everybody's like unloading on it missing <laughs> you know you're trying to shoot at it and all of a sudden a wave pops up between you and it and it looks like you shoot like 20 yards in front of it because it's hitting the wave <laughs> Um, and so we, we had one bird that was just hilarious. Like, I think, I think by the end of the day, we shot a whole case of boss shells Holy out cow. there and, and most of those were at cripples and we were like <laughs> just laughing and having fun. But, um, you know, we also didn't want to let that bird go and right. we could help it. Did, yeah. they, did they make a lot of noise? Like the wings, like when I think of wings, it's like the, the canvas backs, the ring necks even would just <laughs> the wind cutting and stuff. Did those birds cut the wind like that? Or is it? I couldn't hear it with the wind blowing and everything waves. else, the waves hitting the boat. I really couldn't, couldn't hear the wing beats, Yeah, but it was cool. We're, we're right off. Uh, I mean, you, you look back and you're looking right at ocean city, Maryland, you know, you can see the Ferris wheel <laughs> and big buildings and all the beach resorts and all that stuff. So it's a really cool area. Yeah, They were saying it's hard to your depth perceptions off because there's nothing. It's just ocean. So there's nothing to like really judge. Okay. This is 50. This is 20. It's just kind of like, oh, there's a bird and shit. Now let me figure this out. Yeah. And you see them coming, you know, from forever away. So you're all like geared up. And then, you know, that's why he's always saying, let them come, let them come, right. you know, let them get in. Cause or else people stand up, start shooting them at a hundred yards. Cause they look, they look like they're a lot closer until you pull the gun up and then you go, oh, shit. Did y'all so. shoot anything that surprised you that was different than the norm? <laughs> No, it was just a bunch of scoter that day. Um, common surf scoter and um, there's a white one. I forget what it was, but we just shot a couple of those late. But most of them were just the uh, common scoter, I think. Those birds don't eat very good, do they? I uh, don't think so. Yep. We cleaned them all and sent them home with the guy that wanted them. So it was great. <laughs> the sucker of the group. <laughs> yeah, I'll take yeah. those. Do you mind if I have them? Yeah. Oh, help He's yourself. A, take all you want. <laughs> Hey, you can have mine. I got to fly out, so I can't. Right, take them they're me. already salt brined, I guess. Them. Yeah, mm. yeah. I heard they're uh, they're not great, but you really got to cook them right, cook them a long time, is what what some of the people up there were saying. Yeah, I can imagine. So, hey Jay, so I'm on I'm on Dirty Ducks uh, website here, and you said that you can taste the notes. How long did it take you to fix? Because I'm looking at uh, Suns Up, Guns Up says yep. uh whispers of chocolate caramel and tropical fruits like how long did it take your palate from a non-coffee drinker to be able to pick up on those subtle notes uh i mean not too long because i'm a professional whiskey drinker. oh okay i got gotcha. you uh, so same same concept right. you know your your taste buds pick up on different stuff if you're used to to drinking it and so and also i mean it's all sensual too so you know, it's smelling, getting a good, you know, smelling it first, get it in the palate, then tasting it, letting it sit. Um, you know, all those types of things definitely play into pulling out the notes. So when y'all are making these coffees, like you, you attack it as like a whiskey tasting, like you'll swirl it around. Do you, uh, do you try to, how do you, the temperature, um, do you try to drink it like right at, right as it is brewed or do you like give it a minute to kind of rest? I think letting it rest with anything lets it adjust 
you know, with with some air and and just not straight out, especially if it's so right, hot, you like taste it. You know, you burn your right. tongue, you can't taste yeah. anything. So, um, and then it definitely, if you let it cool down, drop a water in it, stuff like that, it'll let it pull out different notes too. So just you know, I, I taste it tastes different if you let your coffee sit for fifteen minutes or thirty minutes. Right. So you're gonna taste a different. You're gonna pull out a different note of something each time based off the temperature as well. Right. Um, what's your favorite whiskey? Whew. I don't know. Is Blanton's overrated? I've, I've never had Blanton's. Okay, see. So I, I don't know. I've only had it. I don't mean so. you. You don't think so, don't, Buck? I've had it once or twice, and I was impressed both times. I've had I've had you know, it once. I know it's a high price thing on it, but it's I've been, what is Blanton? I've cost? been sipping on this Russell Reserve ten year recently, and that's really the good. Reserve ten year. Russell Russell Reserve. Oh, Russell Reserve. I've seen that before. Yeah, Russell Reserve ten year. Uh, Logan and Rebel, they got me on. Um, no shoot, I, no, I can't think of it. Uh, the Evan Williams, the bottom mm-hmm. bond, the white label, but for like a daily sipper, that's really good. Uh, I mean, that's your best cheap, you know, quote unquote cheap whiskey you can get. I think it's like thirty bucks a handle. That is um, cheap, but it drinks like a seventy-five dollar bourbon. So, because Blends is only like a hundred bucks, isn't it? I think it depends on where you're at. I mean, it, now it's it's kind of a game. You know, they've they figured out that there's certain parts of the country that they can get stuff to easier than others. And so the places that's harder to get to, um, you know, like Eagle Rare on the East Coast, I guess, is just like, you know, makers oh. anywhere else. And so it's it, you can find it for 30 bucks a bottle there. Whereas here in the Midwest, I mean, you're going to it's going to be 50, 60 bucks a bottle for Eagle Rare. You can't even find it, it got that, that name during COVID when kind of the bourbon stuff started to take off. Yeah, you can't even find Eagle Rare here. One, every once in a blue moon, you'll see it somewhere, but most of the time, you're not going to find it. Yeah, speaking of Logan and Rebel, they were back in the podcast, I don't know how long ago, but they were talking about Pappy. Mm-hmm. Pappy 21, they kept on Pappy 21. Well, I think it was last summer or something. I was in Fredericksburg at some fancy restaurant, and the old boy started talking to me. Him and his wife were on vacation. He was drinking Pappy 21. <laughs> I said, is that good? I need to try that. Yeah. So pour me a... Pour me a glass of that. <laughs> the waitress said, uh, this is $350 a glass. Holy Just wanted to let shit. you know. How many did you have? <laughs> Just, Just one. one. Yeah. You couldn't back out at the it time. Was not worth it. No, no. He was staring at me. She was looking at me. I said, bring it. 350 yeah. so. bucks a glass. Do you have it neat or do you yeah. put it on the rocks? I had it neat. I'm See, putting mine I'm over with, Coke. I'm, I'm putting mine. Oh, my God, Jeff. <laughs> I would have to do it all. I'd Nothing have to do it on the rocks. Flavor. Diet Coke. I'd have to do it on the rocks because if I'm spending 350 bucks, I at least want to enjoy it. I don't want it to be hot. Yeah. I can do whiskey, but it's got to be on. I got to have ice with it. Got to have ice with it. What about E.H. Taylor? I'm seeing that everywhere. Have, have either one of you had that? Hadn't. No, I missed out. I guess there's quite a few that were around here in Kansas City area a couple weeks ago. But it's like anything else. Most people have their guy who gives them a call as soon as the good stuff gets in and that stuff's gone. So Tom Modine, who's he's one of our one of our guys here, local guys, and he's a big looking glass uh-huh. guy. 
man, he knows all the spots. And so he's always like, I always feel like every time I see him on Facebook posting, he's always drinking the age Taylor, like it's makers to him. So he's on the podcast page, I think too. Yeah. Um, but that's another that's Buffalo trace distillery. Like I f- it feels like everything Buffalo trace has is like this collector's thing. Cause Blanton's is Buffalo trace too, isn't it? I'm pretty sure. I think so. You, you know, if you'd have bought Pappy back in the early eighties, it was a cheap, I think it was a cheaper bourbon. Hmm. I think, I don't think it hit the become a collector's deal until mid eighties or something. Yeah, I'm and I'm gonna be correct. Yeah, supposedly they don't, they don't make very much of it, so that's why the demand is high. You know, they kind of created that that supply and demand and you know rarity. What, of what was that guy telling you about tequila this last weekend? There was a conversation about expensive tequilas. Oh uh, yeah, like if it's if it's if not it's, under a hundred bucks, or if it's, if not, it's not, not yeah, and I guess um, white or brown like doesn't leave a hangover. See, I'm looking here. Blanton's is Buffalo Trace. Buffalo Trace is Buffalo Trace. Weller's Buffalo Trace. Eagle Rare's Buffalo Trace. You like, can't get Weller hardly anywhere right now, can you? Uh-uh. But it's like everything Buffalo Trace is coming at. Because I remember we have a guy in town that drinks Weller by the fucking gallon. and He buys it by the case, and he was he was pissed he off was about pissed. 10 years ago because he couldn't get it anymore. So I don't know what's going on. We got it in Costco now. We don't have... I've seen it cost all the time. The problem was there for a little bit, you couldn't find it anywhere. I mean, nowhere. And he was just wearing him out. But he would buy three or four cases at a time because he couldn't find it. What does bottled in bond mean? Because I see that now. No clue. No clue? I really don't. It's got to do... Not that big. It's, it's something to do with the way it's financed. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know if it's from the state or from investors, but it's something to do with the way it's financed. Um, whoever's paying for it and then it's supposed to be the bonds getting paid back as it gets sold. Right. I may be way off, but that's what I understand. So, Whiskey's like coffee and I guess cigars. Like everybody's got their flavor and, and especially, so I didn't, I didn't, it was COVID that uh, led to this big boom in bourbon drinkers. Is that what it was? Because I, I mean, kind of about makes, the time, I yeah. don't know. By the time when COVID hit, it was for some reason it just kind of started getting popular to drink bourbon, kind of like way vodka was, you know, 15, 20 years ago, and just kind of became the craze. And and then that that uh, Cappy Heist or whatever that show on right. Netflix came out. Oh, that's a great time. show. So huh. you just kind of get more publicity, and you know, well, I think the hipsters bourbon's, bourbon's probably gotten better too. Because everybody right. used to be scotch drinkers back in the day. Like if you went to, you know, like I go to a resort every year. It has a nice bar. And, you know, typically we're ordering either whiskey meat or an old fashioned or something. And the bartender there told me, you know, five years ago, everybody was ordering scotch. Everything was scotch. And now it's all bourbon. So it's been a big shift. Yeah. The professional drinkers back in the day used to be scotch drinkers. The old guys that would come in here that I called them professional drinkers that drank every night. They were all scotch guys. And they would mm-hmm. always have the expensive scotches. Now you don't see that very often, you know. When's the last time you knew somebody that bought a two hundred dollar bottle of scotch? They they they're buying bourbon now. So you're right; it has definitely changed. And it was vodka for a long time too, right? Yeah, like when I was in college, it was vodka. Well, Tito's came out of all that, right? Like it was kind of this Tito's and Dripping Springs and uh, what's the other one? Uh, Deep Ellum. 
Like they all kind of rode that vodka deep eddy. wave. Deep Eddy. Yeah. Deep Eddies. Yeah. Like they were riding that that vodka high. Um, your three hundred and fifty dollar bottle, three hundred and fifty dollar glass of uh Pappies, were you impressed with it? What three hundred and fifty dollars worth of impressed? No. <laughs> no. If that no. guy if they'd have poured you, were too you far a, in though. If they'd have poured you a hundred dollar bottle of something else, would you have known the difference? Yeah, it's me Probably too. Probably not. That's what I mean, not neat like that. I feel um, I'm like Andy. I feel like the ice opens it up a little bit more and makes it more enjoyable, but I, I was drinking it neat because mm. I was scared <laughs> to do anything else. <laughs> Logan and them so. brung a big boy. We did a bourbon testing a couple of years ago, and me and Andy both had had COVID, and so we yeah. couldn't taste shit anyways. And so. They could have mm-hmm. put down some fucking Boone's Farm and some damn pappies, and we tasted pappies, and like, I couldn't tell the difference between it and nothing else we tasted all day. But I'm not a bourbon guy either, so I don't understand. It's just hot. It's just hot. That's all I. If it's if it's neat, it's just all I taste is just fire in my mouth. Yeah, it's like gasoline. Yeah. Sort Jay, of. are you drinking it neat or are you drinking it with ice? I drink it neat quite a bit. And it, it's, I mean, plus is the proof. If you go a little bit lower on your proof, you're not going to have it. It's not going to be as oh. hot. So, so you get all the, you taste all, because I'm sitting here with Logan and Rebel, and they're like, oh, it's got a vanilla flint to it, and it's got, oh, it's got some juniper in it and shit. And I'm caramel. like, fuck it. Tastes like fire to me. I don't, so you, you taste all that stuff when you taste it. Yeah. I mean, not a hundred percent. I mean, I'm not a, like the guys are doing it professionally, but you can, you can pull out different notes at different times. I'm probably, you know, elementary compared to the professionals do it, but I'll pick out a note or two here and there, and I feel like I'm pretty. See, I, I can't do that. <laughs> what do you What do you call the person that does the wine? That's Sommier. a sommelier. Do they have that for bourbon? I wonder yet. I bet. I can look it up. I'm sure Probably. they do. Bourbon, bourbon Baron. Baron. Mm. What is a? That's what I'd be called. Tastes like sawdust. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be a Kentucky Deluxe. And I, there's no way I'm going to spell... Oh, I got it right. Sommier for bourbon. We'll see what we'll see what old Google says. Uh, yeah, it seems like there's becoming I, one. You can take a class. I think it's just called yeah. alcoholic. You're right. Yeah. yeah, that's what it is. Like, they're just... They're hiding it. They're hiding it well. Oh, no, I do this for a living. Yeah, they call it AA meetings. This just says Certified Bourbon Professional Sommier Study Program. You can go to the Council of org. So it's not even a .com website. So that seems professional to me. I went to, uh, or I was not went to, I watched a deal where one of the food guys was down in uh, Brazil or somewhere. Where do most coffee beans come from? They come from South America, right? A lot of them do. That's Good where job, he was yeah. at. And he was at a place that done coffee, and they, and it was a taster of coffee, different types. That guy would sip about 20 cups at a time, and he would spit out, and he would write down some notes and stuff on it. And I thought that would be a terrible job. Why? Uh, Spitting I, it out? Just I couldn't imagine that's what you do every day is tasting coffee. He had to, he was a extreme. But if he loves coffee. Well, I'm sure he probably – you couldn't do it if you didn't like coffee. Yeah. But just all day long, all he did was do these tables, and he would grade them. And I don't know if he worked for Folgers or somebody. It was a big company, or but it was an, it was interesting to see how they did it. So y'all's coffee beans are coming from the same place as our coffee beans are coming from. Just depends. We get we get them from like sixteen different countries. And and each one of those, do they have to be used like a different way? Because 
I'm looking at uh, Dark Dynasty. Beans come from Nicaragua. It's a medium medium roast. Um, like, would you have to do that with the Nicaraguans, or could you go a little bit lighter with those beans, or would it just not have the right flavor? If that may. I mean, it's going to have a different flavor on, you know, basically the recipe on how you roast it. So. Yeah, and then. Uh, how long you cook it? I mean, that, that's going to yeah. determine. But like the medium versus dark versus light. But can you do a dark roast with a Nicaraguan with a Nicaraguan bean? Or are those always better with like a lighter roast? You can burn any steak. Oh, that's true too. So, yeah. It, like the, I think the different beans, the different regions are going to give the different flavors to it based off the climate of where they're coming from. What about, um, I was told a long time ago that Brownsville, Texas was where all the coffee beans come in from South America. Is that true? Why would it? I don't have a clue. That'd be a question for you guys know Will Burroughs. Yes. He's our master coffee roast. I'm going to ask Will that because uh, I had a guy that, that yeah. um, hunts, a friend of mine's wife worked for uh, Burlington Northern, one of the railroads, and all she was was in charge of getting the coffee beans from Brownsville, Texas to different places. They would bring them in, by, and they would come in by the, the – but that's where the big coffee places come in that she told me about. But I know there's coffee made in Jamaica. And there's Mexican coffee beans, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So do y'all fly down to different places and see what they got, or do you let your roaster take care of all that? We let Will handle all that. Yep. So he's like mad scientist when it comes to this stuff. Yeah, that's a Will problem. Yeah. <laughs> so we tell him what we're we're we tell him what we're looking for, and then he basically makes it happen. Right. So he makes our life easy. So what is next? Do glass? Uh, put your crystal ball up. Are we going to wait and see how the cold brew does? And maybe are there going to, is there going to be like another uh, flavored cold brew? Or are we going to go back to, back to the hot stuff? Probably espressos on the hit Ooh. list. We get to ask a lot for that. I don't, I don't know anything about uh, espresso, but I like, I don't know how to make an espresso, but I love it at a restaurant. Yep. So. So espresso be out before fall, before hunting season. Um, we have another another bag we're going to rebrand to. Our orange bag is going to be more of an upland themed um, hunting bag. So is the espresso game like? Is that totally different from what y'all are already doing, or is that kind of in the same vein? I think it's in the same vein. We we get asked for espresso a lot, and like you can make an espresso roast just like a normal pot of coffee and it's just a darker, more flavor, flavorful roast. So it's not something where you have to have the fancy espresso machine and do all that stuff. Don't you have one of those, Andy? Um, no. Fuck. Those are, some of those espresso machines are a couple grand. Mm -hmm. That's when you're going to run into the snobs is when you get off into the espresso game. That's what, that's when it's going to happen. I don't know. We've, We've impressed quite a bit of coffee aficionados, <laughs> a lot of people that they've, you know, they've commented, you know, emailed us or at a show, they've tasted it. And you can tell they're pretty seasoned. They like their coffee a particular way. And they're like, I was really impressed. This is really good. So I think we'll do all right in the espresso. I'm going to have to get me an espresso maker when the espresso beans come out. They're, they're not that bad. They're, you can get one for a couple hundred bucks. 
Hell yeah. Yeah, it's exciting. Um, let me see here. Yeah, 100, 120 bucks. Fuck, sign me up. Might not make an espresso worth of shit. Might taint your quality of uh, bean, but... Is that the ones where you make the white on top of it and you make the designs on shit? No, Jeff. That's okay. cappuccino. Okay. But an espresso is... That's just, just straight black shit, right? Yeah, it's about it's just yeah, it's kind of like a oof. shot. Yeah, it's like. Mm-mm. But a cappuccino, you're just putting like froth milk over it, right? Over an espresso, and that's your cappuccino. I love I love coffee. I love that you guys are doing this. That's so exciting. Made my day. Now I got next time you're uh, next time you're down in Mexico, you need to get a catahio. It's a coffee liqueur type drink that's just perfect for like late afternoon. You need a little pick me up kind of getting lazy and you might sleep through dinner because you've been drinking all day. You throw it, it's called a catahio and it's, it's, they're amazing. So what's y'all's favorite way of brewing coffee? Because there's a bunch of different ways. You got the pot, you got the, uh, what's the French press and there's a million different ways to make a cup of coffee. What's y'all's personal favorite? Uh, yeah, I'm just straight up. Yeah, cool pot black coffee drinker type of guy. Just so, right out of the pot. Same here. I mean, I like good. Yeah, I just like good black coffee. What made traditional? You make some off the percolator. I don't. I don't you? think. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't know that there's a huge difference between a pour over and a, a French press, and you know, essentially, you're you're all doing the same thing. You're putting hot water on the. <laughs> coffee grounds yeah so exactly you know it looks fancy and all that stuff but i mean yeah the french press you get more flavor because you have more grounds in it you know but good coffee just it makes itself That's right yeah i've got uh i bought a percolator and it came in handy we lost we, we had an ice storm and we lost power for like two days and i was the only one on my block with fresh coffee every morning so there you the go percolator saved me on the gas grill or something? Yeah, on the or gas on the stove. stove. Yep, just uh, gas stove. flick it open and then turn it on with a lighter, and I had fresh coffee every morning. Then, cowboy camp coffee. Cowboy there. coffee. That's all that it was. Had grounds and everything yep. else in it. You get to, you get to, you also get to spit out coffee grounds every every drink. So <laughs> it was special. All right. Um, let's see. I think, yeah, we're over an hour here. So, Ducks this weekend. We'll have all the new bags out there and all that cool stuff. We'll have merchandise. Jeff, y'all are going to shit out new t-shirts in two days. So there you go. Congratulations on that. We just made your life a lot more hectic. Um, and then everybody can come out. They can sample. You'll have the cold brew. You, people can sample that. And then you'll have a couple what different uh, hot coffee samplers for everybody to try out. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Very good. Well, we're looking at set works. Bunch of bunch of hats bunch of tumblers lots of merch so come out to uh, come it. out to ducks you'll be inside so that'll be nice you Duck should have stuff. a nice crowd people beating the heat from the outside are y'all gonna shoot any guns or uh-huh. anything while y'all are there probably not. no nothing yeah. new out there i'm setting up the whole i set up the whole clay's course for them. oh you did I got yeah. a story. I got a story for y'all on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> we shot clays in Tennessee. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. It was at Nashville uh, Gun Club. It was Cross Creek 
sporting clays. It was outside of Nashville. Beautiful place. Beautiful. Yeah, that place is Beautiful nice. course, but yeah. evidently there had been a pro tour came through there the weekend before we got there, and they haven't yep. readjusted everything. So. Oh, geez. Yeah, we'll tell, we'll so tell you on Friday. They're one of my customers. Cross so. Creek. All the great people. Mech machines out yes. there. Yeah. Yep. It was a great, pl- great, beautiful course. Great facility. Nice people. Super, super, super place. I'm telling you. We'll tell, I'll, I'll, but hard targets. Oh, my God. Andy, we can't talk about all that. <laughs> oh, well, well, I can tell them on Friday. <laughs> that bragger. Big time and again. Yeah, I'll, I'll, <laughs> tell you, I'll tell you on Friday about our experience at Cross Creek. It was a lot of fun, though. It was a lot of fun. Hey, Andy, you got to make sure Jeff doesn't forget my hat. I won't. What hat is that? Bring me it's the one that you had the other day. It's the brown. Uh, the camo mesh. Oh, right there? Yeah. Don't let Jeff forget it. I'll put it in my bag right now. Show him that one. That's the this one. This one? Uh, it's kind of blurry, but. No, that's not it. No, that's, that's not, not it. it. Which one is it? I'll, 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 I'll get it to him. This one? It's kind of got like this, kind of this pattern, kind of like this. It's the lighter. Okay, yeah, that's in there. I'm gonna grab it right now. He's gonna get it right now. Maybe. What? Turn on a light in there. I was trying to buy it. On, I was trying to buy it on the website, and he could tell me how to find it. I couldn't. I didn't see it on there. Hmm. He's. Like, I'll just bring it to you. Uh, let me see that one. Is it is it the old school? God damn. Yeah, old school. The old school camo like that. Yeah. That one. Okay. All right. That one's in my bag. Yeah, that's it. Sweet. All right, Buck, you want one also? Why not? Yeah. I'll get you a duck stuff hat. Times for two. It. Yeah. All right, they're both in my bag. I will see you guys this weekend, and I'm looking forward to trying out this cold brew. Um. Absolutely. Yeah, that's it. Dirty Duck Coffee or Dirty Coffee.com. Easy enough website to find all y'all stuff if anybody's not going to be in Texas and wants to buy some of this good stuff. So easy enough, right? They got a discount code with Big Hunter, right? Uh yeah. What is it? Uh it's just BHP, isn't it? I can't I remember. Can't, I can't remember <laughs> yeah, I'll try them all. It's just big honker. Yeah, I think it's big honker. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, big honker. So there you go. You can save a little bit of moolog. Head over to dirtyduckcoffee.com and do it that way. But if you want to try some of this stuff, head over to Ducks, Texas Motor Speedway. You can try it all firsthand. So thank you guys for coming on here, and we'll see you guys this weekend. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you, guys. Good luck. God bless, and see you all on safe travels. See you all on Thursday. Friday for me. Thursday for me. Bye, everybody. See you. Bye. DirtyDuckCoffee.com. Use the promo code BigHonker. Let me see if that works. It doesn't matter. I can do that off air. All right. Uh, yeah. This weekend, come to Texas Motor Speedway. There's going to be a lot of our sponsors there. Pacific will be there. Boss will be there. Uh, these guys are going to be there. Shin going to be there. And then we'll be there, too. So we look forward to seeing everybody out there this weekend. Come by. Say hello. Spend a little bit of money with our sponsors and bye-bye. Go check them out. Go check out Alpha Outdoor, Stanford Hunting Outfitters, Ducks Unlimited, Double T British Kennels, 
Uh, Dirty Duck Coffee, Looking Glass Podcast, Lucky Duck, Shin Gear, Pacific Calls, Dive Bomb Industries, Box Shot Shells, and Mossberg. 